SIBO, overeating, undereating, too much fat, too little fat. All right, I, you know, these are all mistakes that a friend of mine, Erin Smith, has done. But she figured out the answer and she's going to share it within the story of emotional eating, which she also did an amazing summit, by the way, about what she learned in all of these pitfalls that many people are making. So check out this amazing interview uh, and watch how her story and how candid she is could bring answers for many people with those problems, <laughs> or at least should say those emotional eating problems. Check it out. Hey, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Cyto Detox. Look, podcasts cost money. There's a lot of production uh, going around this, but uh, we are grateful to have Cyto Detox as one of the sponsors. It's so easy for me to talk about the product because myself and my family use it constantly as we practice what I preach for over 15 years. I've talked about and taught doctors and the public about cellular detox. And I'll tell you, Cyto was a breakthrough. Cyto was a breakthrough for us. Um, and it's changed so many lives. So we're grateful that they sponsor Cellular Healing TV. It makes sense, doesn't it? They should. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing Cyto Detox product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit detoxoffer.com. Again, that's detoxoffer.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome back friend to the show, Erin Smith. Erin is back to uncover all the details from her personal journey and how it led to her emotional eating summit, What We Crave. Erin will go through her struggles with the keto diet, pinpoint all of the areas where she went terribly wrong and how she hit her all-time low. On the surface, we think it's diet related, but really underneath it all is an issue that has nothing to do with food. I cannot wait to revisit this conversation. So let's welcome Erin Smith and of course, Dr. Pampa. Welcome both of you. Thanks welcome. guys. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Listen, anytime I can get with Aaron Smith and Ashley would say the same thing, you know, this is precious time for us because we just love you. And I have to say, um, look, I said this, right? People learn in the stories. Okay, folks, I can tell you this. Yes, she gained 30 pounds. That beautiful woman across the camera there gained 30 pounds. You're going to see the pictures. Yep. But more importantly, there is so many lessons here. This is where people want learn. I told Aaron, people need to know what you did, didn't do, despite the coaching from, I'm going to put myself there with Zach Bush, the two best coaches in the industry, <laughs> me and Zach Bush. And yet what you violated, what you learned from it. And, and honestly, what most people need to know, because in so many aspects of this, you know, people uh, are violating some of these things or just thinking, I, we justify things. But, you, you know, we're going to hear from Aaron. Uh, Aaron, thank you for coming on Cell TV and sharing your story, the details that are I know are going to change lives. Thank you, Dr. Pompa. Yeah, boom. I'll just throw them up right now because. Yeah, there, uh, there you go. Pull, pull right in. Yep. Okay. There, there you see it right there. Oh, and I got some yeah. good after shots. So that's good. Cause I, I have to, I have to confess this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Aaron and I were chatting, uh, I think via text or Vox or one of the two. And 
she sent me the pictures. Okay. I lost it. Right. Remember, I was it the one, put the one back up. I, cause I, I said to you, I said, Oh my God, I, I thought you were pregnant. I look, I look like I'm pregnant for she's sure. She's not, folks. She's Six not. Six months pregnant? Nope. Yeah, but th that, okay, look, I suffered from SIBO as well. Small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Of course she had SIBO, but it went beyond SIBO to like, you know, just weight gain in general. And, and again, what you're going to find out in her story here is it, not what you think necessarily, right? But you can avoid it. You can break through yourself if you pay attention to her lessons that she learned. But honestly, I have to admit though, I, I'm telling you, I don't know what struck me about it. And I was going through it with you going, Aaron, right? It was like, you know, you need, she was so, her discipline, literally her headspace, a lot of her beliefs, she would tell you, right? A lot of the things that she thought she believed, right? And, and a lot of her upbringing, all of which, which led to her being so dogmatic uh, into a diet, literally. Um, and, and it's beyond that but that led, led to that. So Aaron, let's just kind of break into the yeah. story. Ahead, yeah. Yeah. I'm, thank you for having me. I'm just so happy. I can share this with everyone and save everyone or the people who are struggling with it. 10 years of struggling because man, I'm just, <clears throat> I just think it's so important because I got, like you said, as this much coaching and I still did it, uh, but again, yeah. it was something deeper. So we'll get into it. But yeah, I think my, my backstory, I'll give a quick backstory because that has such major relevance to everything that led to all of this. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, so let me just dive in. I mean, yeah, really quick childhood was an Italian mom, eat whatever you want all the time. Food was love. Right. And I grew oh. up with 85% of my diet processed food, no real food, Costco muffins were real food. And I never ate healthy whole food. I never ate healthy fats, like no vegetables. I mean, I had a salad was like romaine lettuce with croutons and thousand island dressing and uh, a slice of bread with fake butter on it. You know, my parents were just doing the best they could like all of us, right? Like what we grew up with and fast food was a luxury. I was also very extremely scrawny and skinny in junior high and I could never gain weight for basketball and volleyball. So my dad was like, let's bulk you up. And so he was feeding me all the time to gain weight and I could never gain weight. And so my brain got wired at a very young age to eat all the time and I could never gain weight. So it was also this, oh, I can eat whatever I want. And I'll, I, you know, I'm just kind of skinny. So then 18 years of being super scrawny, I hit college and hit the freshman 25 because my metabolism caught up with me and all that stuff, you know, finally packed on. And I was like, oh shoot. Okay. And then I realized in college, well, if you eat salads, you can lose weight. And then I didn't, I didn't understand any of that still learning about you know, I thought fat was bad in college. So I, for, you know, the next 10 years when I was working in California, I went very low fat South beach diet, um, started working for a superfood company. That was my first sales job and it was straight commission. And that's where I really started to learn all the things about nutrition, like what the power of superfood, right. And the connection to health and, and cancer and just healing. And so I went all in on that and I lost a bunch of weight and I got super skinny because I was basically living off of superfood. Uh, powder because I didn't know when I was going to get my, my next paycheck because I was straight commission. So right. constantly in fight or flight, not knowing like if I was going to make rent the next month. So that's part of it too. And then I also, but I loved it so much. I was like, God, I'm just going to go for it. And I went all in and ended up being the number one sales rep out of like 75 people. I got promoted to national sales manager. And then of course I had sales numbers to hit. So then my fight or flight stress response <laughs> went up. And then I did that for three years. 
working 12 hours a day, working out twice a day, also had an infrared sauna at my house and was nuking myself just to keep my stress, my stress levels down, got totally depleted, lost my period for a year, was not eating any fat or salt or electrolytes. Cause you know, that was, that was bad back then. I literally remember I had to pull over on the 405 freeway and just sleep in the middle of the day because I would just like crash. And I remember I was under like five grams of saturated fat per day for at least a few years, not to mention an anxious wreck because there was no fat. Right. And then this is where things shifted. I ended up working a health conference, which was the A4M conference in Vegas. I remember that day. Yeah, there was, gosh, there's a whole bunch of other health vendors, including Bulletproof Coffee. This is when they were first hitting the, you know, hitting the scene and their little reps came over and gave me my first sip of Bulletproof Coffee. And it was like, all the lights turned on. My life was like, (laughs) it was like a rebirth. It was like the heavens parted and the sun shone down on me and all the angels were singing. I was like, oh my God, I'm alive. And, and, and then I went all in on keto after oh, that because yeah. I was so depleted. All right? in, I mean, all in here, all in keto. Right, right. Extreme, extremes. Yep, yep. Paying attention there. And, and then for about a year, I was on that bulletproof life, like bulletproof coffee every day. I never felt better. I, but granted the caffeine was cranking up my anxiety, but I didn't care. I just kept doing beach sprints and like, just go, 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 go. Just continued with my life. And that's right about the time when I um, was ready to up-level my career again. because I got super passionate about vaccine injury and autism. And, and that's when I met you. And I started working for Revelation Health as the rep for Cytodetox. And I remember those conferences, I would make everyone bulletproof coffee, coffee oh, yeah. all those conferences. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it's great. Bulletproof coffee is wonderful. Uh, to right. this day, we think so. But Erin right. was all in. I mean, yeah. she was, I mean, but you know, I remember her not going anywhere without bags of food. Yeah, I, mean, I was honestly, just going to say that. I mean, you know, she all healthy, by the way. I mean, yeah. granted, all healthy. I mean, you know, she had bags of healthy food. <laughs> and, and so she would always provide for us too, right? I mean, so yeah. she was that kind oh, of Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I remember going, Dr. Pompa, I have a snack. Do you want macadamia nuts? Do you want a bulletproof bar? Oh, You're like, yeah. no, I don't eat till dinner. I'm like, what? What do you mean you don't eat till dinner? Because fat doesn't make you fat. So why not, you know, what's going on? And then I learned about intermittent fasting and I got some coaching and really like really went into it with block fasting and learning all the things. And then I got hooked even more on keto because I started fasting and I was like, oh my gosh, like this, like, whoa, this feeling is, it was addicting to me, of course, like going extreme. And I definitely use it as a crutch for weight loss and which I, which I call shame fasting, which we'll talk about in a minute, but fast forwarding, I had done so much fasting and, and testing my ketones like five times a day. Oh, and it, I was like this biohacker and I felt so good. And then I heard you going, oh, well, I use grass-fed uh, cream and dairy in my coffee. And I was like, let's try that. <laughs> I started putting full fat whipped cream in my coffee. And not to mention uh, being in California, there is healthy stuff everywhere at your fingertips. And I discovered this really incredible place called the Fermentation Farm in Costa oh, Mesa. You, you should have owned stock because you, you were yeah. you were the queen of the ferment fermented yeah. Uh, yogurt. Yeah, they had these gorgeous like it was like a jar of full fat cream that were fermented, rich in these in this probiotic like just incredible bacteria. Uh, it's, it's incredible and, and very yeah. healthy. But yeah. you know, again, Aaron was you know all into it. Oh yeah, I mean I remember you pop the lid and it, it's like this beautiful, like billowing of ice cream almost coming out the top. I would have three of those a day sometimes. Cause I felt so good on them. Let alone, did I know that the dairy would catch up with me? But I remember you tried it and you were like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, so and, good. Yeah. 
And then this is when, you know, as they say, shit hit the fan. Literally, I got another chance to up-level my career. I couldn't say no. So I was a VP of sales position with this new company that was in Florida. And I said, heck yes. And then this is where things blew up again. Literally, that's where this photo comes in, where we get into the deep, sludgy, emotional stuff. Um, I didn't know that this, this new job would be an absolute train wreck of stress. And this is probably the hardest two years of my life of absolute hell. And I was an athlete and I can handle, I can handle pressure. Right. And, but this was one of the worst, most stressful jobs I've ever had. Also one of the greatest gifts because the lessons I learned, not only with keto, but about myself, all of it brought me to my knees and I brought me to my purpose and putting on my own production and hosting my own summit on emotional eating, which we'll talk about, but yeah. And by the way, we provide the link and we'll have the link because lessons to be learned. So yeah. Yeah. But this job, this is what was happening. I, I would fly to the East coast and I'm on, on Pacific time. So I fly East coast once a week for about four days and I would start at 8am Pacific or sorry, 8am Eastern time, which is 5am Pacific. So I was getting up at 3am Pacific to work out try and do a spin class. And by the time I got to the office, my ghrelin and leptin, all my hunger hormones were so whacked. I was a total bottomless pit. And, and then I would also start my day with a big cold brew with cream. And then I was eating about four bulletproof bars a day. Grant, those things are so good and nothing wrong with them, by the way. I just, of course was overdoing it, but, uh, because of the travel, you know, it was like bulletproof bars, avocado, like easy stuff. And then not to, not to mention the stress on top of that. I was sitting all day 12 hours, just sitting, no breaks, just high fight or flight, just like complete inflammatory state. And then we'd go to, you know, true food kitchen for dinner where I'd be like, sweet, it's on the company. Let's get apps and wine and dinner and dessert. And I'll just, you know, I'll work till midnight and then I'll crash and do it all again tomorrow. And I did this for an entire year. And that is what led to this inflammatory state in my oh, face. I don't know if you guys can amazing. see that. Yeah. But it looks like a different person, honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is me now, like, look at the, I don't know if you can see that, but like, yeah, oh, yeah. that was me like two, two weeks ago. So it's, it's nuts. And, um, literally it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. that's basically the story. And then we can get into Yeah, no, this, I mean, yeah. um, you know, look, I mean, obviously I, I promote <laughs> diet variation for a reason, right? Weekly, <laughs> monthly, seasonal, you know, and, and Aaron, you were running the exact opposite. I mean, you were all in one diet, you know, because again, but you know, here's why people get locked on one diet, right? Because you start something and you feel good. I mean, you would have argued that with every one of those yep. diets, wouldn't you? I mean, yep. you know, you're locked in now. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, I, I was, I was in a, I remember I was telling everyone like, you have to do it this way. This is amazing. And they're like, chill girl, like, whoa. And yeah, yeah I get very, I go all in on stuff. When I find a solution, man, I go, that's what makes me such a good sales rep. Cause I get so Absolutely. passionate. about Absolutely. it. You know, I mean, it leads to your success, right. Yeah. But it can also lead to your, your demise. So I mean, yeah. let, let's kind of unpack that a little bit. Right. So, um, you know, obviously there were some things that you grew up with some ideas, some beliefs, right. Now, I, I think you get, I know this for certain, you know, through your summit, you have, get, you gained a lot of understanding, not just from your story, um, but you're able now to look at your story and say, okay, you know, here's really what I identified, you know, for our viewers, our listeners, you know, let, let's hit on some of those big awakenings that you had that broke you out of this problem because you don't have the problem anymore. You've broken through. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot on the, um, 
man, do you want me to go through more of the emotional stuff first? You want me to go to the physical? What I learned? You choose because it all it, it all yeah. applies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, first of all, the dogma of um, really on the physical side, you know, fat doesn't make you fat, and like you can eat as much as you want, and just always eating, always eating in a fed state. Like all these things I learned as a kid, like doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. Um, eating all the nuts and all the fat bombs and eating out at restaurants and, and like all these things, even if it's clean and organic and it's all great, but it doesn't mean it, it, it will work for you. And for me, I, I, I didn't really pay attention to that where I just, I was in such a high stress of, of an emotional state that I just, I wasn't willing to pay attention to it because I just wanted to feel good. And that was, that was my, it's like, well, it's healthy food. It should make me feel good. And, or, you know, it's, there's nothing bad about this. Right. But really deeper going into like another deeper level. Um, I, oh gosh, being like awareness, right. Being completely unaware of what I was doing. Um, definitely. So everyone kept talking about awareness. I was like, okay, cool. Awareness. Oh, now I get what that means. We're like, there's some deeper stuff going on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I was choosing, um, I was choosing all of it. Didn't want to hear that either. I was choosing to not have boundaries, to not have self-worth, to not, um, take care of myself, to kill myself, to do all these things. I, I was choosing all of it. And it was something that was out. It was literally like, I was, I wasn't willing to go inward and look at the way I was running my life because I learned at a young age, my mom had no self-care. My parents were both really hard workers. Like that's what you do to earn a living. And and you have to do all the things first, do all of these stressful things first. And then, then you can, then you can rest, then you can relax, but you have to work really hard first and get your approval first when your gold star, do all the things first. And then, then you take care of yourself versus the other way around. So I just had no idea what true self-care was and true self-love was and true worthiness and respect for myself. Cause I was so focused on health. I was like, I was like hyper-focused on health, which is a great thing, but I wasn't looking at all the other areas in my life that I was, um, not like your spirituality, your connection to nature, your connection to purpose, your connection to joy and all these things. It was like, they were all erased on the whiteboard. Just didn't see any of it. I just saw health. And so I wasn't even aware and looking at the whole pie of my life. Um, Trisha Nelson, she said, um, she said, you don't have an eating problem. You have a living problem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, damn, that one got to me. Uh, I was like, that was me. I wasn't looking at how I was running my life. And I, I, it's always a choice. And I just, I thought that your, your whole life was focused yeah. on the yeah. next uh, fermented um, yogurt. Your whole life is based on your next bar. Your whole life is based on your next meal, your next exercise, your next Right. I mean, and again, I, you know, some people, it looks like greatness, right. But the people around you that loved you just knew it wasn't working. Um, we could see it in your eyes. We saw it in your face, right. We saw that. We, and, and yet somehow, I guess this is the question I have for you. Somehow you saw it as uh, I'm just not as disciplined as I need to be, or I'm, I'm you're going to answer it. I'm just throwing things out there or you know, um, it's because I ate this and I shouldn't have, or it's because I didn't get a, enough fat that week. And meanwhile, it was very obvious your body wasn't breaking it down, you know, but you know, so what, like, in other words, how did you, what made you violate the obvious? Hey, it's not working, Aaron, you know, and, and yeah, like, how did you violate that? I mean, yeah. how did you not see what we saw? Yeah, honestly, 
I think one is, um, when you're almost six feet tall, you can, you can hide a lot of the weight gain. So it doesn't really pop up until yeah, but you couldn't like hide in your face though. Yeah. But I, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I thought I was just like sleep deprived. Like I just thought it was my yeah. like, Oh, just, I need sleep. But I, what I, my excuse was, well, I work out really freaking hard. I work really hard and I need the energy because this is what makes me feel good. I need all of this energy and power to like fuel this demanding job. And again, just wasn't aware. I, I just, I was, I had no awareness um, mm -hmm. of yeah. like, no, it's, you need to have boundaries and you need to like love yourself and, and do all these things that don't create this mess of like, why are you eating? Why, why do you need to eat all the time? Like, what are you really craving? And I was literally craving a connection to myself that I had lost throughout all this history of, of working and, and trying to prove my, myself on the outside. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, so again, we understand the healthy benefits of fat, but you were eating so much fat, your body wasn't able to break it down or utilize it. So then the fat became something that caused you to gain weight. Uh, you know, you can only do so much or burn so much, right? And it's probably a little different for everybody. It is different for everybody, you know, but um, how long did you eat that the high fat for? Because remember, you were low fat, then you went high. Right, right, right. Oh man, it was at least probably two or three years. Yeah, I thought it was about yeah. two years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, it was two years, I think, when I was working with you. And then the last year was was when it got really bad with when I was in Florida working. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's then, when I, uh -huh. You yeah. also went crazy with the fasting, too. Right. I always say to people, look, you can fast too much. Right. You get because I, I deal with that a lot. Right. I I talk about, you know, fasting and uh, feasting. Right. Yeah. And the feast is as important as the fast and the fast is important as the feast. But again, you know, you, you mastered feasting, <laughs> then you got into fasting. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It was, uh, I was the master of, uh, the master, uh, feaster. Maybe that's my nickname. No, but I'm um, not anymore. Not anymore. But I, um, yeah, I mean, when I would, when I would fast, like I knew it was definitely out of shame because I was like, God, I'm working in this health space. I'm gaining all this weight. All of a sudden it would catch up with me. Right. Like after a month, I'm like, crap, I just gained another 15 pounds and I would feel guilt and be like, well, I know how to fast. So I might as well fast it off. And then I would get into ketosis. I mean, my, my fast started at five days when I first learned, then they led to like 14, 15 days. Cause I was like, no, I'm burning this off. I'm so mad at myself. Mm -hmm. And then I would break my fast. Cause I had done so many fasts. I wouldn't break it the right way. And mm -hmm. I would go up to the bulletproof cafe and get a bone broth. And then I'd get a uh, you know, keto, you know, burger and, uh, some, what do they have? Like the burger with a keto ice cream and then a, and a bulletproof scone, but because it was keto, then I was like, Oh, granted, it's a whole thing of nuts. Like it's a nut flour scone. That's this big. And I would eat one of those right after I got done fasting. And then there was a wreath retail in the, in the, um, ice cream. And you wonder why my gut would just explode again. Yeah. Right? What leads to SIBO? Because when you're fasting right. that long, I always talk about the importance of breaking a fast correctly. Um, another important lesson in Aaron's story, you, you, your motility slows down and then these bacteria can start building up in the small intestine, right? And you, you know, you were putting away plenty of the fermented foods too much, too fast too. Right? But anyway, so you yeah. can talk about your SIBO, uh, lessons because that was obviously part of what led to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, again, I just thought, oh, it's just the urethritol. I'll just be bloated for a little bit and then it'll go away. Um, you know, I kind of, again, just pushed it away. Like, oh, this is just the bacteria at first and then it'll get better. 
-hmm. you know, but I would, I would literally have three, three of those. This is full fat cream. Like imagine that's literally like a, a a small, like whole thing of cream, like that you pour in your coffee. Like that's how much I was eating a day. And so again, it just didn't work for me. Some people can do dairy. I, I couldn't. And, um, I had actually cut out dairy a long time ago in my college days. And I was like, oh, I could probably try and bring it back because it's keto. And like, you know, everyone can have dairy on keto. No, it didn't. I didn't break it down. I was maybe I could have a little bit, but not in these like buckets that I was <laughs> eating. Whoops. And I, um, you know, once I got like, again, I don't know how, how many times I had to fast that off. And, you know, it was at least a year of like trying to figure this out. Um, after I finally just said, okay, I got to remove the dairy. It took me a full year and just finally owned it to be like, you can't have dairy anymore, Aaron, like take out the dairy. And then it slowly started to get better, which I know we'll talk about what I did to, to get better. But, um, man, it just, it just didn't work for me, you know? And it like, at that level, it was absolutely insane. Like you gotta go look back and be like, what was I thinking? But again, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was literally, I was just craving, uh, just comfort, you know, cause it, it did, it made you feel so good. All the bacteria goes to your brain. You feel high almost. Cause it feels so good to get that much bacteria. Well, and, absolutely. Yeah. and most yeah. of the time, the foods that were uh, most intolerant to were actually addicted to, um, you know, you think that was part of your case of why you became addicted to the very foods that seemed to be blowing you up. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yep. That's why it took me so long to get off of it. <laughs> yeah. I was addicted yeah. for sure. Exactly. Yep. No bounds. Um, although those fermented yogurts were really good. You know, I just, I, I was always like, gosh, yeah, she can really put these things away. You know, it's like, you know, I, I that's why Marilee, that. me and Marilee get along so well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Right. My, my wife, someone accused her of eating like a linebacker once, but anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, you know, okay, let, let, let's, you know, we're unpack some of the physical and emotional lessons because obviously that led to you know how you fix the whole mess right so um uh, you did the summit that you know million lessons there keep walking us through i mean there was a me- many of your lessons here that people need to know that how you got out of this yeah um oh man well first of all i realized that i was completely disconnected from myself Um, and my own one, my spiritual connection, because again, that was a childhood thing that I pushed away a long time ago. My dad was extremely religious and pushed that away and life kept kind of hitting me over and over again, like pay attention, pay attention in in other, in ways that we all know that life kind of gives us hints and definitely had to reconnect to my spiritual connection to nature. Um, just slowing down and breathing, uh, wasn't doing that. And, um, Josh Trent, who is amazing. Also on the summit talks about the power of breath work. I, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like breath work really. And just breathing. And it's so much, it's so there's so much healing in breath work that we are so missing the boat on, um, that I wasn't doing started integrating meditation and like actual self-care, you know, in the morning, um, and not looking at my phone in the morning and getting rid of the toxic relationships in my life. Um, and also of course I left my, uh, my toxic, that toxic workplace, Mm -hmm. of course I left that, but it was really, um, man, it was, it was a connection to myself that I had to figure out my own, my own like personal needs of what does Erin need? What did she not get as a kid 
when I was little, like what I started looking at my triggers. I had to look at uh, my family history and the wiring that I grew up with and the scarcity mindset. Um, I had to look at what, how my dad grew up as, you know, as, um, as a kid and what he, what, what amount of love he didn't receive. And same with my mom, you know, all of these things, again, that have nothing to do with food. I looked at my finances, how I, you know, was looking for external validation outside myself, like how I saw my own personal being as like my own worthiness. How, how did I, how did I see myself? Um, my need to people, please my, again, boundaries, like looking at that whole pie, um, and really looking at my triggers because that's, that's really the triggers are the teachers. And we don't want to admit, like when we get triggered, we, we blow up just like that SIBO bacteria. And we look at those triggers. Those are meant to teach us where we're not free. And I interview, you know, Peter Crone on that. And, um, just that, where do you need to heal? It's always a reflection of where do you need to heal? And it's nothing outside of yourself. And for me, I was just too busy to slow down and actually be with myself Mm -hmm. and, and to actually own up to all of these things and really take a look and like, look at an honest inventory of my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you obviously made the connection, you know, to all of these things you're saying, right. And the emotional aspects, uh, the wounds, the uh, trapped emotions that we have, you know, when we're younger and you realized, okay, I could go to this diet, to that diet, to this, to that, to this. And you realize that all of that was symptoms, right? All the overeating, all of that symptoms, you know, you, you finally figured out, you know, I, I think the best line was, you know, you've got a, a you know, a life problem here, <laughs> not an eating problem, right? You know, and, uh, you know, so true. You know, but I, I guess what I would say is, you know, what were some of the breakthroughs man, that, that really dialed you in, right? Okay, yeah. and then I, I want to give our viewers some specifics too. You, you talked about some of the answers, like, you know, breathing was important. You educated yourself there. But for most people, like, what does that mean, right? You know what I'm saying? But before you get there, because I, I do want to give people some very specific things that you did, you made the realization that was step one. You realized that, okay, I'm not, you know, living life. These are symptoms. I have these causes. I, what ca- What was the big breakthrough that led to that? And then, you know, then what? Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, honestly, I literally, uh, I had this gut reaction, like gut feeling that like, I need to leave California and like, go like, just get out of this rat race and, um, and like get in, I was literally craving the mountains and the lakes. Again, I started craving nature and I just started, I got quiet with myself enough to listen that I needed to leave. Yeah. And sometimes just going out in nature and and listening for answers and like what you need to do, your, your soul knows and it'll guide you. But that was, um, I think what happened was I'd saw, I saw some picture of myself. This, this was me at my worst. And I, I remember taking this picture going, I'm done with this. Like, it was just like that moment where you're like, what, what is going on? Cause I know better. I am the healthiest, like health nut ever. And I, and I'm turning into this, like what is going on? So I think I had to, um, I had to literally unplug and, um, go back. So I just read green lights, Matthew McConaughey book, mm-hmm. his book. Right. Yeah. And he had to do that three, maybe four times during his life. Right. And that was led to his breakthroughs because he realized at different times that life was not going in a direction that was healthy, right? For many reasons, you know, he unfolds that in his book. 
But each time he knew, based on a dream that he had, that, you know, I've got to get into, you know, nature, basically isolate himself, right? So maybe nature's not your thing. Whatever it is, he got away from the life. He left, like you, he left the rat race of LA. He left, you know, and then he went all the way to South America. <laughs> and then he went, the next time he went to Africa, right? It's like, so, but in those times, he saw his life for what it was. And then he saw it for what it should be. So, and then he came back and then basically redefined his life, got on a different path and then his life changed. And then he had to go through another reset. So I, I think all of us as humans, number one lesson from you is that we need those times where we have to isolate ourselves. You know, desert island experiences, whatever it is. But if somebody's going through a time where you're like, okay, I'm addressing the symptoms, not the cause of what's going on in my life. Uh, you may need time to discover yourself. You may need time alone with yourself and God, you know, to really shake yeah. that out. And that's, that's what you did. Oh yeah. Yep. And I just, I literally just leaned into it and started taking it one day at a time and whatever felt, uh, whatever felt right to me. Cause again, we're all in our own phases of life and mm -hmm. I just found ways to start you know, peeling away at those layers. And over time, you know, it led me back to, it took me about two and a half years to get fully back to this place where I am now. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was like, if you just lean in and just start listening and re again, just that connection to yourself, I think that's where it all starts mm -hmm. and really, really listening to whatever that is. Yeah. For you. But you have to quiet your life to do that. And you have to isolate yourself oftentimes yep. to do that. Right. So, the, and, the, yep. and that's what you did. And that's why you got the answer. The second thing you mentioned was breathing. Um, yeah. We had a gentleman on, right? He talked about how breathing, literally, it can be a, a cellular response. You know, I, I've educated myself deeply in something called the integrative stress response, where out of these traumas that you're describing, our body's trying to protect itself, right? It's even known as the cellular danger response. And what happens is, is that Everything you're describing starts, the body thinks it's doing the right thing, but it gets stuck here, just making something simple. But he, he uh, talked about breathing as a way to upregulate your mitochondria that actually is trying to save your life by downregulating cellular energy as a way of getting you out of the sympathetic state that you were in. So he gave some breathing things. What did you do exactly? Yeah, well... Um, I got my butt into yoga class because I was still struggling to, to even try to breathe. And that always helps. Like have a coach walk you through it if you can. Yeah, right. Coach. True. But Josh Trent, he's got an app. Um, it's called it's called Breathe. And I just downloaded that. And uh, and it's literally just walks you through this breathing. It's called box breathing. There's a few different kinds, but you literally um, it shows you how to breathe correctly, which you when you breathe, you want to be breathing out. Your belly needs to be going out, not in. And I was, I was doing, I was doing it the wrong way the whole time. And you need to take deep breaths out and in, and you actually need to breathe through like he, anyways, I can't do it perfectly, but he, um, you want to plug one nostril and breathe in through one nostril. And then, and then he walks you through how to do the rest of it. Um, I'm not like, I just follow the app, but it's yeah. basically a really simple, like five minute exercise. And yeah, you hold what, it. What was the app? Just repeat the app. So, oh yeah, yeah. breathe, um, breathe. Right. Yeah, just look up Josh Trent. Breathe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Yeah. So, um, because you're right. I mean, breathing is a way to break you out of this that sympathetic dominant state. Just to keep it really simple, parasympathetic is a relaxed state. It's a regeneration state. 
sleeping state, digestion state, you know, but when you're sympathetic all the time, then uh, you're not in any of those good states that you need for recovery and healing. Yeah. And that's why I was part of my reason was why I was reaching for the food because my body was just reaching for something to calm me down and like, give me the dopamine to just chill me out. Or, you know, there's lots of reasons, but I just, man, when I remember when I went and traveled to Bali with Meredith and I was like, Oh, I'm breathing and I'm eating slow. And this is like really enjoyable. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. But we have, I had to have the, the, the know-how to like go, Oh, I'm not even again, the awareness around, I'm not even breathing. Like that was the first step for me for sure too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, oftentimes people in that, um, matter of fact, in the, that interview, we, we discussed, you know, the fact that, um, people they're breathing more rapidly as a part of that cellular danger response or integrative stress response, meaning not knowing they're breathing more rapidly because in this state, your body feels like CO2, um, which he described as CO2 is just not the bad air that you're trying to get rid of the bad gas. It actually has another purpose of releasing oxygen off of your red blood cells. And so when CO2 gets real low, your body is breathing fast, clearing the CO2, because in this danger response, your body thinks the CO2 is all bad, all bad, all bad. But the problem is you're getting rid of CO2, dropping your cellular oxygen levels, and you're in the state of just not feeling well, simply put. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is one of the biggest sleep and breath work, one of the two biggest hacks for sure. Did you, notice, did you notice your, your sleep change? Like what we, we talked about, you know, you the pictures and all and how you felt, but what was your sleep like then? I mean, granted you were working the way you're working, but let's say you didn't work. Let's say you were resting and you didn't have work. Did you sleep good? Did you have a way of measuring your sleep, your deep sleep? You know, at that time I didn't, um, I didn't, I was just in a hotel room for, you know, half the month, basically, or three quarters of the month and trying to be on back and forth, Florida, East coast, West coast time. And I just, um, I think I had, I don't think I even had a sleep supplement at that time. And so I wasn't getting deep REM sleep. And of course now I do, which is one of the reasons why I got out of it. This whole's a mess, but, uh, yeah, I did. I didn't have, I was just like, Oh, I, I usually sleep pretty well, you know? Um, but then like, I didn't even know how good I wasn't sleeping until I actually slept well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you would, wake, go to sleep, wake up, but you realized, you know, you really weren't hitting the deep and the sleep, the REM sleep that you need. REM sleep lets your brain recover. Deep sleep lets your body physically recover and neither are you are getting very well. All right. It, what, what, you know, give us some other uh, tips that work yeah. out of it. First, yeah. you realize, you know, realization number one, you isolated yourself, you know, to even realize uh, that there was a problem and what to do about it and see yep. what your life was really like and, you know, not like, and then third breathing. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, um, just some easy, easy hacks. I stopped going out to restaurants. Um, I started cooking from home and those, those hidden oils and the hidden, just, no, you know, no. I wasn't in California anymore, so I couldn't go to cafe yeah. gratitude and true food kitchen. It was like, I literally had to like remove myself. And, and so not cooking from home, my inflammation went down so much in my face just because of the, the toxic oils that they use, or they cut maybe true food kitchen, maybe cuts it. I don't know. Uh, and by but, the way, you know, they do, because remember yeah. I, when my, you go there with my wife and I, yeah. we are, Nazis about the um, the oils to the point we tell them we're allergic, and even in those healthy places, 
they're like, uh, well, you can only eat. And they'll come back with like maybe two things, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, some of those places were actually the biggest violators I found. They're cutting olive oil with vegetable oil. And the only reason you discover that is if you tell them you're actually allergic to it, you know, then they get serious. But yeah, and those oils, they stay in your cells for months causing yeah. cellular disruption. It's worse than sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just cooking from home and swapping out with a really good olive oil um, is like there's Casandrinos is a great brand. What's I forgot the one you guys love, too. There's um, I forgot the name of it, uh, but it's like the dry farm wines of olive oil. You can get shipped to your door. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, I, I pump yeah, olive oils. Uh, that, yeah. That's what takes you there. But uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, gosh, what, what is uh, the name of it? But they give you the yeah. first press olive oil, um, which is very hard to find, by the way. That's why yeah. I use them. Yeah. yeah, that made a huge difference. Um, I decided to get off all the bars and all the nuts and all the almond flowers and literally just eat whole food. And I thought, yeah, well, someone... the way, that, that's the other thing too, yeah. is those things you just mentioned are like, those are, I find a lot of people in our space, they're the, the healthy bars, they're still junk food. They're still, if you look at the carbs on them, it's still massively just what are oftentimes super sugars because they're gluten-free, they're this, they're that, right? But the fact is, is then they're putting tapioca starch and this, that, and they end up to be really healthy junk food. Right, right. And, and not to mention just like a brick in your stomach. A lot of them, I just didn't digest very well, obviously. And um, granted, like if I'm, if I'm at the, at a uh, airport and there's nothing else and you hand me a bar, I'll probably eat it, you know, or just fast, like either one, like there's going to be a time where maybe I'll have one, but I am like, no more bars. Like I remember going into the grocery store and I saw them all lined up and my body's just like, no, Aaron, stay away. <laughs> like I could feel my body, like pushing myself away from these bars. And it was the biggest blessing because I, I would never feel satiated on those things. I would never feel I don't eat bars. I, I don't, I, I don't eat yeah. healthy bars. I just don't eat bars because yeah. to me to make them taste good. Um, I just, there's a lot of violations for me. So I yeah. Just, oh, totally. Um, and the, uh, man, the, I stopped with the fat bombs and the snacky keto snacks. Like I just cut all that out. And that was, that contributed to so much more eating because it, my body was like, this is not whole food. I don't know what to do with this. It's still processed. I don't care if it's keto and organic, like I need some whole food. And so I was like, oh my God, it is that easy. Just eat whole food. That helps so much <laughs> with cravings and feeling satiated and just feeling grounded and like, whole like nur real nourishment because i would always kept eating those snacks I'm like god i just keep eating these because you're never really nourished because you're not getting the fiber oh, no, I, I remember i mean you yeah. were always um I, yeah. sounds kind of rude but i mean you were always putting food in your mouth I mean, I know. You were, right and I know. and honestly here i am going like uh, shoot i i have to remind myself to eat right what with the difference right it wasn't your discipline over mine not at all it's just my cells were burning my own fat. My cells were utilizing energy very efficiently, right? You had broken your cells. I mean, your cells literally were like, we need more food. We need more food. But again, you identified too, a lot of it was from these things that you discovered, right? From, right. you know, from your childhood, from growing up, you right. know, and again, you had to break free of that. Right. The soothing, um, soothing from stress. Yeah. All of that. Um, another thing, obviously, is I, I stopped eating the yogurts and any literally I could got rid of as much of that, like any, everything that wasn't whole food. You know, I just tried to just really put that away, cleaned out my cupboards. Um, instead of creamer, I found 
MCT powder and just put that in my black coffee. I know Drew Manning has a good line, complete wellness. Um, you know, throw that in with maybe a splash of, of oat milk or something. And that's it. Like literally made a drastic change. I can't even do um, MCT oil anymore because my stomach just won't digest it. It just gets gurgly and it just, it won't, it's like not having it. I'm, I'm done with this. It's been too, too much for too long. So I just really tried to listen to my body and, and just go whole food. And, um, that was really the biggest shift. And let's see, what else did I do? I started taking ion gut health religiously every day, like for, I don't even know how many years. Um, yeah, we use it for yeah. everybody because it closes yeah. leaky gut. It gets your bacteria communicating, which is the part that's how you win the war, get your army to start communicating with each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, cause I would, I would spot treatment and take it here and there, but when I was traveling, I just, I wasn't consistent. And when I came back, uh, to the lakes and the mountains and just grounded, I was like, I'm taking this every day, three times a day. And that man, my gut, my bloating and my, the SIBO just naturally balanced out. Of course I had removed the dairy as well. And the erythritol, which was a huge piece of it and the stress, I removed that as well. And so all of that combined, I just stacked the odds towards my favor, you know, 10 X, I just stacked all of them by removing all of that and adding in ion gut health. Yeah. And by so, the way, you mentioned erythritol several times, these alcohol yeah. sugars, again, yeah. they're in a lot of the healthy snacks. They're in a lot of the healthy bars. And um, if, so, if you do have small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, I can tell you personally, myself, they are like gasoline on a fire. I mean, they flare up SIBO big time and you get the bloats from those things. So if you eat those things and get bloats, it's a sign you probably have SIBO, <laughs> but getting rid of them, you know, and you, you know, you got rid of everything your body was reacting to, like, you know, so you knew you weren't doing well with dairy, right? Got rid of that. So, all right, you know, yep. keep going. What else? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, again, sleep. I added Barton's uh, upgraded formulas, magnesium. That was one of the best hacks for my, my deep sleep that I've tried I know there's a lot of great sleep products, but that's the one that I had tried. And, um, that was I amazing. Barton, uh, this weekend, we, we utilize his, his products, um, in my programs as well, but yeah, he has a great magnesium and great minerals. Yeah. Yep. Great products. Great products. Um, and honestly, as much as besides all the emotional stuff, I already mentioned, those were the biggest, the biggest things. And then I just, I really started working on my personal joy and having more fun in life and going and hugging my nephews and hanging out with friends again and not like burying myself in work all week and um, going out into nature and going camping by myself. And yeah, just- I, I watched you go through that. I, I remember texting you, where are you? And, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, you know, you went, you went through that as part of your healing yeah, and yeah. It, it worked. Oh yeah. Being near family again. And just, I have four little nephews that are just lo loves of my life they just light me up and I have so much gratitude when I'm around them and in nature, that's when my gratitude is the biggest for my life. And my, this machine, this beautiful machine that we've been given, like I just, the appreciation I have for my body now is so much different than what it used to be before. It was just like, go, go, go. And now it's, oh my gosh, love and connect and respect and re respect mother nature, respect your connection to, to your, your, whatever it looks like to your God, your spirit, your soul, like the, per, that deep stuff, that is what it's all about. Like it really, and those nephews just brought it right out of me. I mean, I look at them and I cry. I'm just always in such a state of gratitude. And when I was in California, you know, it was just, it wasn't that energy. It was such a different energy, even though there was beach volleyball and all these amazing things, but I just, I didn't have that groundedness yeah. um, that family yeah. gives. Yeah. Well, no doubt. I, 
I start my day with a gratitude journal, right? Just what I'm thankful for. And, you know, it's just something about writing it down um, that is so magical. And when your brain is in that and focused on things, you are so truly grateful. And, I, and to me, it all, mine always leads to prayer. I always end up because I'm always like, gosh, I'm gr you know, grateful for something that God is doing, done um, in my life. And I always end up in prayer, uh, you know, just absolutely thanking God for everything in my life. And Man, when you put your brain in that state, your cells follow, I can tell you. Oh, a hundred percent. That was, I noticed just naturally the weight loss just started to, the inflammation, the weight loss just naturally started just dissipate. Cause I wasn't like looking at a scale. I was just loving myself and connecting to gratitude and like getting rid of all the, all the, the yeah. other just junk and just focusing in on the simple things that matter. And man, especially with COVID, if it is not the clearest, clearest day to be focused on focusing on each other and connection and nature and our health and like taking care of each other and and just kindness and love and gratitude. Like those are such clear, like you know, red flags uh, right now. You know, intentionally. Yeah. You know, COVID was a blessing to our family. And I, I say that, I, I say that almost in a, in a way of like, gosh, I hate even saying that because it was not for other people. Right. So I, I am cautious how I say that, but we intentionally, did that as a family. I remember doing early on um, a Facebook live and I stated my intentions um, as a family, right? One was, man, we're going to make this the greatest time ever, you know? And I'll tell you where I got that from is I felt like through my life, I had gone through so many things like, you know, the crashes, the emotional times. And I always thought, Gosh, you know, I, I've never been one of those guys that benefited from that. Like, you know, man, the 2008 crash was great for me. My business sort of this had, a, you know, and, and I, I think I was blessed enough that um, I read something about, you know, in times of great duress, you know, you can really make it an incredible time for yourself. So I intentionally chose that for our family. So, but I, I, I did one other step. We went around and we said, you know, let how are we going to do that? Right. We're going to spend more time together. We had, you know, more family dinners. We had game night. We, we intentionally set it up and, and man, it was all that. And there was another bizarre intention. Now this is going to sound crazy to some people too, is I said to the kids, let's go, let's get COVID as quick as we can, because this is not going to go away anytime soon. This is going to be with us for years to come. And I believe there was just no avoiding it. Right. So um, we hit all of that. We did all of it. <laughs> <laughs> we had the best years. Um, we got closer as a family. We had a blast. We all got COVID. We got better, stronger from it. Um, my wife didn't even get a symptom except she lost her sense of smell, <laughs> but she has massive antibodies. But anyways, the, the bottom line is be intentional. You were, and that's what we did too. Yeah. And you know, just to add to that, it's so true. I noticed one of the biggest things that I was not getting when I was in California, as much as I love people all, you know, because I was where I was living, I didn't get a lot of hugs. Like when I'm back home with family and especially during COVID, we amped up the hugs too. We were like hugs and like love. And like that, that isolation will literally drop your immune system. So we like went all in on hugging and like, we're yeah. not, we're not staying six feet apart. Like we're going all in on the love yeah. and um, hugging. Like I noticed when I'm with my nephews and with people in, in person, in human form, I, my, the cravings for food went way down. Like just instant parallel that we're not getting enough hugs. We're not getting enough connection as much as this is great. And we can connect and, and reach tons of people. 
like the, there's nothing like the physical form. Like we need to be in physical form. Like that is our wiring. Yeah. And so when I know it's just, yeah, that was a huge piece of it for me too. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Well, Aaron, you're on the other side of it with many, many lessons. Your summit has been a blessing to so many people with emotional eating issues. You know, there's a cause, find it, you did. You put yourself in the intentional places to find it. It worked and it will for those listening. So, so many lessons here to unpack. Watch the summit, folks. We'll put up the link right now. You can check it out. But uh, Aaron Smith's lessons, they apply to many. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you so for much. all your mistakes. Thank you for your, I'll tell you what, though, that, that fermented dairy stuff, man, that was really good. That was amazing. <laughs> I know. Oh man. Thank you for having me. And thank you for letting me just be super vulnerable. I hope it helped, you know, whoever's out there. Um, like it was this learning all of these things in the summit just turned my brain on and made me so, so aware. And it helped, it helped me so much. So I hope it helps you it starts November 2nd, but yeah, you can sign up, uh, there, put a link in the show notes, but yeah, it is. I just, I'm so grateful that you were a part of it. And I have all these amazing rock stars, a part of this summit and that, um, you know, everyone has their own story and I'm just so grateful that I got to share mine here with you and you get yeah. to be on mine and like, we just get to help change the world. I just appreciate you guys so much because this yeah. is the stuff that matters. So thank well, you. I know that the summit, you know, there's, there's so, like I said, we can't cover it all here, but there's so, yeah. there's so much learning in it. Um, and this is a big problem, right? And step number one, identify that this may be a problem with you and watch the dang summit. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you. I want to give thanks to one of our sponsors, Cyto Defend. Look, in a time like this, I think that our immune system and keeping our immune system up right now is more important than ever. I can also tell you that I pay attention to the things that keep my immune system on par and healthy. So, so glad that Cyto Defend is one of our sponsors here on Cell TV. And it's a product that I use, my family uses, and hopefully you'll check it out. And by the way, you can check it out with the link right here below. If you want to try a free bottle, you can actually get a free bottle, just pay the shipping. And I think you'll reorder after that, but check it out. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing Cytodefend product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit freeimmunity.com. Again, that's freeimmunity.com. Well, that's it for this week. The materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you would like to purchase some of the supplements mentioned on this show, please visit the site as seen on chtv.com and use the code chtv15 for 15% off. Again, that's as seen on chtv.com. Use the code chtv15 for 15% off. And as always, thanks for listening.